the Baseball 365 Podcast, and here are your hosts, Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Welcome to episode 145 of the Baseball 365 Podcast. My name is Justin Hughes, and thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend with us. We're on Twitter at Baseball365Pod, that's for the podcast. Uh, I'm at Justin Hughes 365 and Andrew is at AMCQ82. And in this episode, Andrew and I are going to guess the ADP for 15 players in the American League for this next offseason. This was an idea Andrew came up with, and he's given one name for each American League team. He aimed this at players whose values have changed some, had, had some changes this year as compared to last draft season. And if you haven't listened to our last episode, we did the same game except with the National League, so you can always go back and check that one out before you listen to this or after you listen to this. And let's get Andrew on. Andrew, how are you doing, man? Doing good. What's going on? Yeah, we're well. It's football season. You and I have an auction going on, but I don't think we're here to talk about that right now, right? Uh, no. I mean, most people. Well, I guess some of the people would want to hear about it, but probably not most of them. Matt, they're actually football is more popular. Maybe if we did that, we'd actually <laughs> like get get a lot more waves. For all I know, especially at this time of year, but. That's not what, this isn't football 365, so we'll just stick with the baseball. <laughs> and before we get into this game, I think we got to talk about uh, the really big news that came from this week. Uh, Shohei Otani had complained about a tired arm the last week or two. It, his arm just wasn't feeling right. They skipped a start, and a couple days ago, he went out and started the first game of a doubleheader. That was on Wednesday. And he came out in the second inning, and it was reported overnight after this, like, I don't know if that was during or after that second game, that he's got a torn UCL, which usually that means Tommy John. I didn't hear the word partially torn, but, I mean, maybe we'll hear that in the coming days and week. But, um, you know, that this is real big news. I mean, first off, before like, what's your just instant, what's your reaction two days later oh man it's it sucks so bad like it just i don't know i'm still like kind of taking it all in i mean he's at least still hitting like he played today um i don't know i don't really know like i mean obviously he's not going to pitch for a while uh you know whether I mean, he's not going to pitch for the rest of this season, and then maybe he has surgery after the season. I would guess he probably does, but hard to say for sure. But yeah, I just I, I'm just bummed out. You know, it just sucks. Like, you know, with a guy with a thing like this, him playing this way on both sides of the ball, it's not going to last forever. But you just kind of want it to. And yeah, it just it just sucks for baseball. Period. Yeah, this is his second Tommy John. From, he had it just, you know, I think it was five years ago, 2018. And, yeah, it sucks. We This is a once in a, I mean, we haven't seen this in 100 years. And, yeah, it just, I mean, this could be the end. We don't know if this is the end of the elite dual threat. That was one of my notes I had written down. And he's still a heck of a talent. That's the good news. Like, 
let's just hypothetically say that he's never the same pitcher. He's still an amazing hitter. But this has just been a very special time the last few years. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I've kind of thought the whole time, like, gosh, just enjoy this. Just soak it all up because you never know when it's going to go. And you kind of assume that the pitching part will go first uh, just because of the nature of what it is. But, yeah, I've been kind of depressed about it, to be honest. It's just so fun watching following him every night. Yeah, it is. Um yeah, it just it, and not and not that it can't not that it can't be with him only hitting, but uh, it's it's different for sure. We'll we'll just have to see what what develops. What's crazy is he's still. I mean, even right now he has forty four home runs and seventeen stolen bases with a, you know, he's hit, got a four hundred on base percentage. I think his batting average is over three hundred, isn't it? Yeah, three oh five. Yeah, yeah, right around. Yeah, just an insane year. Um. Did you give much thought to whether, like, has it gone through your head? Like, I, I'm not even asking for a direct opinion, but have, has the thought crossed your head of, like, because I've wondered to myself, did the Angels do wrong by him by sending him back out of here there? Like, I heard they never even, like, he's been mentioning his arm's not feeling right, and they never once did a test. And instead, just, you know, skipped a start and then threw him back out there. And I can't help but wonder if, you know... If they just did wrong by him, by not getting that checked out before sending him back out there, and who knows, maybe it wasn't torn at that time. I I don't know. We yeah. don't know. But it's just a thought that's gone through my head. Ask myself that the last few days. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I I don't know all the details with that, but um, could be the case for sure. And what? The last thought I had, you know, assuming he has Tommy John, and I'm I'm basically assuming it at this point, and that we don't know that I will state that we don't know what's going to happen, but it's just so rare that a, we hear that a pitcher has um, a torn UCL and they don't end up having the surgery, and I can't help but think about Bryce Harper and the lack of power he showed most of this year, and um. Like, Otani, his lowest home run to bat ratio was in 2019 and 2020, right after he had the Tommy John surgery. And, I mean, his ADP was a top three, top five player. I think this, like, I think I might have even had him number one overall. If not, it was number two in that, in our first draft. And I I would imagine that it's going to drop from here, but, I mean... I don't know. He's still an amazing hitter. It's just hard to know yet. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to know. I think the main thing is going to be, I mean, obviously there's a lot of time between now and the beginning of next season. Um, If he has the surgery, obviously you'll only be drafting him as a UT only hitter, which is still fine. I mean, like if he's completely healthy, or feels good, you know, enough to hit whatever. Like, let's just say he's starting the season. Uh, like, if he didn't have the surgery, you know, whatever. Um, I think he would still go really high. I mean, because you know, let's be honest. A lot of a lot of times, you're not even using him as a pitcher, anyways. I mean, most people, most owners, like if you took hundred owners that own Otani and 
can use him in either spot. I mean, most of them, more than not, are using him as a hitter. So I still think he could go really high, but, you know, if he has the surgery, then it's going to probably cut into his season, even as a hitter. Mm -hmm. And then obviously it's just going to kind of depend on where he's at and, you know, what the time frame is. And it's pretty, pretty wide in terms of where I think he, like the high and low of where he could go at this point. It's just, there's so much to be determined. Yeah. And when he has the surgery, I mean, they could fall out of it in the yeah. next two weeks and they just decide, all right, we're going to try to do right by you and shut you down. Even though it's hard for me to imagine the angels doing that. I, I'm, I just have, yeah, a lot. I, don't I don't have much faith in that organization to do the right thing too often. Yeah. All right, let's get into the game. Talk about something a little more fun, a little more positive here. And we have 16 players, 15 plus our bonus to talk about and the ADP. And we're going to start off with the American League East and start with the Baltimore Orioles. And you picked Cedric Mullins, who his 2023 ADP was right at 50, basically. He's been dinged up this year. 79 games so far he's hit 252 with 10 homers and 15 steals and 35 runs 52 rbi um i'll let you start off this one what was your adp pick for him um i've got him at 59 a little bit lower still think he'll go fairly high power speed and obviously great lineup so, yeah, 59 is my where I hit him. You know, I put him at 77, and I and I even wrote when I said it, I don't think he drops much. Getting hurt a few times might knock him down a round, which I don't know why I went from 59 all the, or 49 all the way to 77, saying he went down a round. But I agree. I think he's the same guy we were drafting this last offseason, projecting like if you take what he's done so far and finish like he'll finish with 14 homers and 22 steals and um that's over 120 12 games as compared to 156 so i don't i i, I put 77 and i feel like i i'm wondering why given what i said there i wonder if i meant to add that up but i wrote 77 so i'll stick with it but i actually think you're closer on this like i should have like 65 something like that would have probably been where I feel I should have had him there, but yeah, yeah, I, I could, I could see him. I could see him going anywhere in that range. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes just missing some time and having stats that look a little lower, they can knock you down a little bit, but yeah, he's still a good player and a really good offense. So yeah, I don't, I don't think that one's a big change there. All right. Uh, we'll move on next to Tristan Casas. Is it Casas or Cassis? Cassis. Cassis. Tristan Cassis, who was a trendy sleeper. Um, his 2023 ADP was 227, and he's hit 251 with 20 homers, 54 runs, 48 RBI. He started slow, but he really heated up in June and July. I think I remember at one point it seemed like Justin Turner was taking more of it at his at-bats, and he was going to be losing like a part-time player, I think we were hearing for just a little bit there. Do you remember that happening? Like that's not in my imagination, is it? Yeah, a little. Or no, I I believe that's, I believe that's true. At least earlier, yeah, early on, yeah, yeah. Which it didn't happen, um, because Casey's got it going. And, um, my ADP pick is, 
125. I think that because he's young and he picked it up after the slow start, people will be buying in. I think he's a solid buy as I think he's in, has some nice upside on the power. And, you know, this is around where I think we were taking a, the DHs a few years ago whenever you and I were really in on, like, the Stantons and, um, oh, sh- Fran Mill Reyes's. And Cases, Cassis has the power upside to be like those guys we were in on, except with first base eligibility. So, yeah, that's where I landed with him. Where'd you have him? Yeah, I got him pretty close to that. 109 was where I had him. Um I think I think a lot about uh, Vinny Pasquantino from yep. last offseason, like kind of the younger guy that has had a good year and, you know, just gets pushed up because he's got pedigree. And, I mean, I think Cassis will, could provide more power than Vinny, really. Um, probably not quite the batting average, but better offense – uh, yeah, I think he'll settle somewhere into that, call it 95 to 125 range, yeah, somewhere in there. So we're pretty close there, and yeah. I, I'll definitely be bringing up Vinny later as one of mine whenever I was looking at these guys. All right, next up we got uh, the Toronto Blue Jays and whew, Alec Manoa who had a 2023 ADP of 71.7. And before I go any further, Andrew, do you have any redraft shares? Um, I think I have one. And it was a 12, I believe it was a NFBC 50, which is a 12-team draft and hold. Yeah. That, which means you maybe have been forced to play him, even though you didn't want to. <laughs> uh, most, <laughs> no, I, not forced to. No, I mean, what a mess, huh? It's my god, so bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, a lot of the, a lot of this list from the last show, and and even from this one, um, a lot of guys I had that have been kind of ascending. And, but mostly, like I said, just thinking about uh, players that whose values have changed. But man, he's just like the polar opposite of of that. I mean, just falling off the cliff, you know. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm really curious to see where he even goes next year. It's kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, I'm really curious to know your guess because I just think it could be all over the map here. He's thrown 87 innings in the majors this year 5.87 era 79 strikeouts and 59 walks <laughs> um yeah. uh before we get guess the adp one question i was thinking is wondering was is he the biggest bust pitcher this year he's got to be it right i can't think of anybody else who has been worse yeah probably i mean even in IL leagues, which a lot of my redraft leagues aren't IL leagues, he wasn't even on the IL. Yeah, that's the got, part that sucks. You know, yeah, right. Um, yeah, just brutal. I mean, there's not – if there's anybody who's a bigger bust, I – well – might be the next guy, but <laughs> the, we'll stick with Manolas. The next now. guy's ADP wasn't as early, or that's 
kind of why yeah. the the one difference. So, all right. So what yeah. do, what do you have? I think it's your turn here, Manoa. Where do you um, have him? Guess? I I have three fourteen. So about round twenty one. Yeah. What do you think? I got him later. I have him at four thirty, which is around round wow. thirty. Um. I think some people will look at the upside of the ace. You know, he was that just 12 months ago, and others will see that stat line from this year and want no part of it. And I just, I, th- I think he's going to be a reserve round pick in the late 20s in terms of the round he goes in. I mean, I don't know if anybody, unless you know, if we get into spring and he's pitching well, that he's going to shoot up. But yeah, um. We're going to have a whole lot of the offseason people drafting and having no idea. And, yeah, I think he's going to be a reserve round guy, personally. Yeah, yeah, I could see it. I think of Lucas Giolito. And Lucas Giolito came up in that first year, I think, with the White Sox, and he was the worst pitcher in the league. And I took him in the 30th round in a lot of drafts, and he ended up being huge for me that year in those drafting holds. And I'm not saying Manoa's going to do that, in terms of like be the league winner, but he could be because I think he's going to go late enough that if he does rebound, it's going to be huge for those guys. But yeah, I think I think when you get to that area of the draft, like even though it's not technically reserve round in whatever I said round twenty one, I I just I mean obviously I don't have an ADP list in front of me for next season. Mm-hmm. But I think when you put him next to the pitchers that are going to be going in that round, it's probably going to be fine. Like comparable type of, you know, guys that don't have that type of upside if he can revert back to what he was. But obviously, it's just been an ugly year, so it's it's hard to say. But yeah, I could see it being anywhere anywhere in there really, and it it will like news, any positive news will, you know, could shoot it up and. Man, yeah, it's just been ugly. What number did you say? 310? 314. 314. Like, I'm looking at pitchers yep. that just went around that spot this last year, just kind of trying to think about it. Actually, funny enough, the closest one is Ross Stripling, which I'm I, I'm guessing he must have had a rotation slot to come into the year, or people were thinking he did to be going as high that high. Martin Perez, who was coming off of actually a decent year, but people weren't buying. And then Noah Syndergaard, oddly enough, is 325, and... Yeah, that one I could kind of, you know, pitcher coming off of a bad season, uh, but it's got some pedigree, so maybe yeah. that's a that's fair. Uh next up we got an equally terrible pitcher that this year, <laughs> and um that would be Luis Severino. Actually he's been worse, but an ADP of one thirty four, sixty seven innings, he has sixty one strikeouts and thirty walks, so that's not as ugly as Manoa, but his ERA is seven point nine eight. And I'm I'm up first and I do have him in a better ADP than Manoa, but not by much. I got him at three sixty five. And I, I I didn't feel great as I was sitting there thinking about my guess. Um, he's been smacked around, and he's but he's also been hurt a lot um, the last few years. 2018 was the last year he threw 110 innings. So there's injury risk, risk plus a terrible performance this year. And but you know, looking 
his fastball velocity is still there, and I just—it's hard for me to gra- get a grasp on him. But I—I I landed at three sixty-five. Where did you have him? Yeah, I—I I purposely gave him the exact same as Manoa. Yeah, because I didn't, which which was three fourteen or whatever, and it could honestly be lower. I actually thought when I was looking at these two, and I know you kind of had it here in the notes, but. Like, if you have to pick one of these guys, and I think it's, like, really close, actually. Who mm-hmm. would you take? I think I'll just start, but I think I would take Manoa. Man. But this is but this is provided that, you know, that they're on equal ground. Like, they're both, say, in the rotation to start the year or, or the plan is that they're going to be, which I mean, be honest, as bad as they've both been, I don't think that's probably a lock, but, um, yeah, I think if you gun to my head, I think I would take Manoa, but I don't feel good about it. It's, they've both been so bad. I was looking pretty deep into both, like just all the underlying metrics and stuff. And it's, um, it hasn't really been fluky for either one of them too much, you know? No. It's been terrible. Both of them could shoot up if they start showing good things in spring training, but the hard part is if you're doing one of those draft and holds or something like that in the offseason, you have nothing to go off of outside of yeah. what we know. And that Yeah. It's it's scary. I, I'm I lean Severino, but I mean I could I think I could you could ask me in ten minutes and I might give you a different answer. <laughs> I just, yeah, it does. I don't feel good about either one. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Last team in the AL East. We got Tampa Bay and one of your boys that you have a lot of shares of this year. That would be Josh Lowe. Um, 2023 ADP of 555. So he's been huge for guys that took him later in draft and holds or picked him up in the at the beginning of the season. Hit 279 with 16 home runs and 24 steals. He started out white hot, then went ice cold for a while in the summer. Um, been a little better, I think, as of late. I think it's my turn to pick first here, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Nope, it's, whatever. it's, it's you. Way. It's you. Every other one, this one's you. So you get a start. Your boy. Yeah. Um, I got him at 101. So, like, round seven. Um, I've been saying that, I mean, I've got some Josh Lowe this year. He's obviously helped a lot. I've, what I've really been rooting for is for him to just crush the rest of this season so I can completely fade him (laughs) next year because I need him this year, but I've noticed just enough things with like the patterns with the rays, like they, they don't really ever start him against lefties Mm -hmm. ever. Um, and he's even sat some against righties, which, you know, not a lot, but here and there he'll sit even against righties. So the playing time's just a little unpredictable. They've got a lot of players and I feel like this season has been kind of like a perfect world outcome with him, at least on the race. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's one where. Like I don't necessarily know if I think 101 where I have him 
is a terrible price because I feel like there's people that'll take him even higher than that. But I still I don't really think I'm gonna be gonna be in on him next season. I don't think I'm gonna be in on him either, but I picked a much higher number. Uh I picked sixty three. Right around where Corbin Carroll was. Yeah, I yeah. hope he go. That's where I hope he goes. Because, like, again, I did that whole what he's done so far, added steamer projections. And, I mean, if that act was to happen, he'd finish with 19 homers and 28 steals and an average kind of in, the, like, what I would think would finish around 270 to 275. And I just think that's yeah. going to have some buzz. Maybe not quite the buzz like that was earlier in the year. Um I think I remember you saying this once, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you see somewhere where people were projecting him to be a top 30 pick early this, like in this off season? Do you remember hearing something like that? There was a point where, I mean, it was at when he was at his like peak Mm -hmm. in May or something when he was just going crazy. And, um, you know, I think he was like the second guy to 10, 10 Mm -hmm. after Ronald Acuna, something like that. But, um, yeah, there was people talking about him high, high. So I think that's tapered off. But, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be really interesting. I think he's he's been a fun player because the cost attached to him this year just wasn't anything. I mean, I think in my main event I got him in, like, round 26 out of 30. So, and, I mean, that's been huge, you know. It's helped a ton. And I use him all the time. But there are times where I look at the weekend – slate and it's like two lefties and i don't i don't even really consider playing him you know and then even then he'll sneak in a steal or a homer so (laughs) he's been good but yeah it's just those type of playing time games when you're drafting somebody that high i just feel like you got to be careful with it because what if he falls off against righties Mm -hmm. at all like at all you and know, Tampa's talking, got such a deep I'm, system that right. all it takes is you not performing a little and bit. you're not playing. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not even saying a ton because I don't expect that, but if he just falls off marginally against righties, doesn't play against lefties, which I don't think that's changing. I mean, he's had a great season, and he still doesn't play against lefties. You know? So, yeah, it's just it's probably going to be a pass for me next year, but – I hope he uh, keeps playing well for the rest of this season. I agree. And, yes, hopefully he keeps playing well so that price goes up so you and I can keep passing on it. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll get when we get back, we're going to get move on to the AL Central. We are back, and we're going to start off with the Minnesota Twins and their rookie, Edouard Julian, who had a who was another one of those pretty much end-game players with an ADP of 687 this last year. Started the year at AAA, but injuries to Jorge Polanco and I think some others have gotten him to the bigs and kept him up there. With 75 games, he's hit 290 with 10 homers and 3 steals. I think it's my turn to start this off, and my guess is 175. Uh, the 290 batting average with 10 home runs in a half season will have some people dreaming. 
But this kind of reminds me of a teammate of his, Jose Miranda, who had an ADP in this range last year. Um, Julian's not a real launch angle guy. Does have doesn't have really incredibly hard hit rates. His expected batting average is two fifty one compared to that two seventy two ninety. And if it's at one seventy five, I don't think I'm gonna be in on him. Where did you land with him? Um, I put him at two oh one, so not that Pretty far close. off. Yeah. Uh I think whether or not I'm in on him is going to come down to just how I feel about the state of the position, Mm -hmm. second base. Um, I like his skill set. I mean, he hits and he walks a ton. Uh, Yeah, I mean, not crazy power or speed, so I don't think he's going to shoot up too much. But I also think he could hit at or near the top of a pretty good lineup and – yeah, I think he's I think he's solid. I think he's a solid player for sure. And I think some of the skills that like keep you around in the bigs, you know, like like I said, the walk rate, you know, his OBP's high, great OBP guy. Um I think he's gonna stick. And then it just kind of comes down to how loud are the the other numbers, you know. So I don't think it'll get too crazy with his price. I could see myself being in, but we'll see on that. But yeah, I I had him at two oh one. Yeah, he's always been a high walk rate guy. I mean, even in the majors here on his first stint, 12.6% walk rate, and it was at least 18% in every stop in the minors. So, yeah, yeah. he knows how to take a walk. Yep, hit his, uh, hit his 11th homer tonight. Ah, so. nice. I've got him in one draft and hold, and, yeah, he's been huge for me there. Uh, we're going to move on to Cleveland and one of our, one of your and I favorite, um, guys that we share love for, and that would be Gavin Williams. He had a 2023 ADP of 712 buried in the death, death chart of prospect pitchers in that Cleveland org. And he was far from a lock to make the club this season, but between all three stops this year, he's at 119 innings which is what he threw last year. So he's just now starting to match his right now as the inning total. In the majors, he's at 64 innings pitch, 3.52 ERA, 68 strikeouts, and 26 walks. So you're first here. Where do you got him? I've got him at 113. So round eight. And yeah, I... We've talked a lot about Gavin Williams. I think he's awesome. Like, I just think he's great. I think he's going to be a great pitcher in Major League Baseball, uh, potential ace. And I, it's funny because I have a lot. I have a lot of shares of him this season. I, I kind of tied him to Savali, Bybee, and Gavin Williams. I've got a lot of, and a lot of that was because I just didn't like the back of the Cleveland rotation. Obviously, Savali's moved on, but. Um, yeah, I just think he's really good. I don't, you know, I've got a lot of him and I, I like want him to do good because of that. But part of me is like, well, if he doesn't, then it's going to make it cheaper next year. Cause I think I'm going to be in next season almost no matter what the price is. I mean, obviously there'll be a breaking point, but I don't think it's going to probably get to that breaking point. But like, if he has just a ridiculous September I mean, maybe it could, so we'll see, but um, yeah, I don't think it's going to go as under the radar as I had kind of hoped it would, like or thought it would maybe a few weeks ago, so 
but yeah, I think at this at this price, I'll be in one thirteen. Well, hopefully, I'm the one that's right because I don't disagree with much of anything you said there, and I put him at one forty. Just looking at pitchers, I, I was I saw Joe Ryan as a guy who pitched well, pitched 150 innings, but Joe Ryan was also 28, and Gavin Williams is a young young guy coming up that's very well thought of. So maybe I should have had him a little higher there. But I don't disagree with anything you said there, and I also think I'll be in on the price. So let's just hope the one forty's right, and it's not one thirty. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely hope so. Yeah. All right, we'll move on next to the White Sox with Eloy Jimenez with a twenty twenty three ADP of seventy, and in eighty six games he's got a two seventy seven batting average, fourteen home runs, thirty six runs, and fifty one RBI. Um. You know, when I looked at his ADP and my guess, I was thinking he was going to be a bit higher. But then I realized he's just at 14 games played in the outfield this year as of, well, when I took these notes two days ago. So I haven't looked to see if he's played the last day or two in the outfield. But he might not get to 20, which means he's starting next year as UT only eligible. 120 was going to be my original guess. Um, That's around where, like, Bryant and Castellanos were going this last year because I, I I do believe frustrations are mounting up with owners and with him just getting hurt so often but with the UT only I'm knocking him down just a round further and I'm gonna say 135 have I gone too low where are you at uh no I'm at 160 oh wow you're even further wow yeah okay yeah I think I mean, he needs six more games. Yeah, the UT only versus outfield will matter. I did this thinking it'll be UT only. So if it's outfield, I could see it being closer to where you're at. Um, yeah, I kind of looked. I looked a little bit at last year. Like Stanton went 162, um, or at least in main events, that's what I was looking at. But I think it'll be, yeah, somewhere in there. I just, I feel like people are really souring a lot on Eloy and I think that I mean you could say it creates a buying opportunity maybe he just continues to slide I mean he's not going to run it's pretty much power and average and the team's just a dumpster fire so I don't um, I don't know I could see it being something where you know if you're if you took speed and pitching early then maybe you're um, you know maybe you're going at Eloy like in that in that range of the draft, but I don't really think I'll probably draft that way too much. So I don't really anticipate having a ton of him, but we'll see. It's just, ah, he's just so frustrating. I don't think I'd be in on him at my price of one thirty-five. If he bounced, if he bounced down a couple more rounds at one sixty, I might consider it. I don't know yet. That's a, Hmm. Well, I got an off season to worry about that. Yeah. Uh, next up, we got Spencer Torkelson with Detroit, 2023 ADP of 299, and this year in 124 games, he's hit 23 home runs, 237 batting average, 68 runs, and 69 RBI. So he's got some pretty good counting stats there. Where do you have him? I've got him at 154, and I originally actually had him higher. But just started thinking a little more about it, and I was like, well, the context with the park. The team is ascending a little bit, 
And I feel like going into next season, like they could even be a dark horse to win the division, depending on what they do in the off season. But yeah, I mean, he's, he's definitely on the rise, but I don't know how loud it can, it can really get given kind of what's around him. The ballpark is bad for power. Um, and he obviously doesn't run. So yeah, that's kind of where I've I've got him. I could see being in, but what where you got him? Remember that whole Vinny Pascantino thing you said earlier? I got him at ninety eight. Yeah. So we're way off on this one. Um yeah. steamer again, I, I did this with a lot of guys, and if he just finishes with the steamer projections, he's gonna finish with twenty nine home runs, eighty four runs, and eighty six RBI. And yeah, that two thirty five batting average hurts, but you know, he's been so good the last little while and his expected batting average is 263 263 so the data says he's been unlucky in that department and i don't know i just think he might be one of the big helium guys this offseason the vinnie pascantino helium maybe even more so yeah i've got him at 98 yeah wouldn't shock me i could see it it's possible Okay, we'll move on to the Royals, and next up is MJ Melendez, uh, 2380p of 99, and in 120 games played, he's hit 236 with 12 homers, 6 steals, 52 runs, and 44 RBI. Um, yeah, the, you know, he had catcher eligibility going into this year at 99, and right now he's looking like he's not going to have it, and I um, my pick is 285 for him. He loses catcher eligibility, not doing great in the bigs with the batting average department. That said, as I dug into him, I realized he had good exit velocity percentage, good launch angle. And um, after digging, I, you know, if that's what his ADP ends up being, I could see myself being in on him, especially because he could always get catcher eligibility left. I think this one could be a big range for where you could be compared to me. Where do you have him? I got him a little lower. I am at 334. Yeah, that's not far off. Um, I think the the one thing with him will be if there are any whispers of him getting catcher back. He's not going to have it going into the season. Uh, he hasn't, I, his 10 games at catcher might've all been in April. They were all really early in the season that he hasn't played catcher in a while. Um, so he's not getting that, but it doesn't mean that he couldn't get it next season, depending on just what's going on with the team. You know, who knows with Sal Perez, if they're DHing him more, I mean, it's just, it's just hard to say, you know, so you never know, but what they're talking about that and, if he were to get it back, he's going to move up because of that, or if there's even whispers of that. So, yeah, I think he – I kind of put him in this range because it was – it's like, well, that's pretty much you're looking at your last starter in like a 15-team league. And I think he could be like a fifth outfielder or a utility for a 15-teamer if he did, if without catcher eligibility. Obviously, the catcher eligibility bumps it way up. Probably cuts cuts that in half. You know, I don't. I don't. He won't go as high as he did this past 
season, but um, it would change it dramatically. So this is assuming he doesn't have that and there's not really any whispers of it. But yeah, we'll see on that. I could see myself being in on him next year, and I really did not expect to say that one beforehand. I know you and I talked privately about him a few weeks ago, and I was not near as interested as I am after doing a little digging. I just, I think there's yeah, more there. Yeah, he hits there. the ball hard. Yeah. He definitely hits the ball hard. His exit velocity is like 93 miles an hour, I think. I saw 93.7 is his average exit velocity this year with a really good launch angle. I'm like, man, where are the home runs? But I don't. I would buy in and just uh, buy in on that happening. I know playing in Kaufman is not the greatest hitter's park, but I don't know. We've seen guys do it. Yeah, I'd be curious. I don't know the answer, but I'd be curious what his, like, barrels to to home run. I bet it's below league average. Yeah. There's got to be something in there. So, Okay. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, and then we have uh, the AL West to go over. All right, we are back, and we have the AL West to go through, and we are starting off with the Houston Astros and Chaz McCormick, whose 2023 ADP was 546, and in 84 games, he's hit 282 with 19 homers, 14 steals, 47 RBI, or 47 runs, and 55 RBI. I got to be honest, I didn't realize how good he's been. He's been pretty much off my radar this year. Haven't had, don't have any shares. So I think it's your turn to lead off. Where do you have him? Man, what a season for this guy. Wow. Like, just been crazy good. Yeah, he's been awesome. He's been I he's he's gotta be one of the top, like in terms of just league winner mm-hmm. for where he went. I mean, it's just been crazy. Um, I've got him at one sixty eight, so like round twelve or so. Um yeah, I just I, it's hard to ignore, really. And I, the the biggest thing too is I feel like this has really solidified his role mm-hmm. with the team. Whereas on like, you know, on a team like Houston, you would just think he could get passed over if he hadn't, you know, Chaz McCormick. Like in the past, you would never think that that's a guy that's locked in. And here we are. I mean, I think this season kind of locks him in. So, um. Yeah, I think it's going to go up a lot. Um, curious to see where it ultimately lands, but I put him at 168. I got him higher, a lot higher, actually. I After reading about all that, I put him at 98, right around where, I, as I was looking through players, I, was, I stumbled on Tyler O'Neill, and I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see that being the range in terms of where he landed. Um, projected to finish with 23 homers, 17 steals in a partial season, which kind of reminds me of Tyler O'Neill. He strikes out a lot like Tyler, but good at drawing walks. And, you know, one thing I was wondering with the 14 skills, I'm like, what's his sprint speed? Because I was at first on his fan graphs page, and I think they had him as like a 50 or 55 runner. And he's a 73 percentile sprint speed, so he still can move pretty good. So, yeah, I put him at 98. I don't, You know what I like? You know, last week's episode, I thought we were really close on a lot of them, and I you know, it seems like we're a little further off on these. So 
I think that's I think that's good. Man, top one hundred. That Ugh, I won't I definitely won't be touching him if that's the case. No, I don't think I would either, to be honest. But yeah, I I think he's he might get himself up there. We'll see. Okay. Uh next up we got Jonah Heim. Um with a 2023 ADP of 234 in 97 games, he's at 270 with 14 homers and two steals. I think I'm supposed to go first here, and I put him at 145. Maybe not with the elite guys, especially after the injury suppresses his year-long stats, but one of those back-end catcher ones in two catcher leagues. That's where I have him. Where do you got him? Yep, same spot pretty much, 135. Okay. We finally yeah, got one near each kinda, other for the first time kinda in a while. Looking, it's kind of thinking like 10th to 12th catcher off the board, maybe 8th to 12th, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's had a really good season. Obviously, Texas's offense has been really nice. Um, it's helped in batting average. I think he'll go behind uh, Francisco Alvarez. Yes. Probably, right? Yeah. yeah. I think he will. Yeah, I think like a month ago that wouldn't have been certainty, but yeah, I think he will too. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay, we'll move on to Brian Wu with Seattle. Uh, 2023 ADP of 747, so majority of drafts he wasn't going. Um, 103 innings pitched between two stops this year, 56 innings last year thrown. I say all that because I think that does matter for thinking about ADP going forward. In uh, 59 major league innings pitched, he's got a 4.58 ERA with 63 strikeouts and only 18 walks. So let's see. Yeah, it's your turn to lead off. Who, where do you got him? Oh, this one's a, this one was a tough one for me because I know that this guy is super trendy amongst smart people in the industry. Like, there's a lot of people that like him. He has good stuff plus grades and. I got him at 265, and I don't know. That may be too low. It, it's kind of weird because there's not a ton of sample. Um, I did. I was following him in Double A quite a bit. Uh, I had him in Dynasty League, and they called him up kind of surprisingly at the time. And he's been pretty good. I mean, the surface numbers aren't completely there yet, but his. Um, all the metrics are really good on him. Like hard hit and exit velocities and stuff. Voids the hard contact. Gets the strikeouts. I think he's going to be in the rotation. I think he has a chance to be really good. So trendy sleeper that will probably move up during the offseason. If I had to peg it, maybe maybe he ends up going higher than that. Yeah, I've got him much higher. Uh, 172 is where I landed him. Um, yeah, the... You're right, the 4.5 ADRA right now doesn't look great, but everything else, his expected ERA on um, Savant is 3.25. Really good strikeout walk rates. I think people are going to have a great ballpark to pitch in, too. And the If he was to throw 140 or 150 innings, I think he would even be higher than this, but I don't think he's getting much past 150 next year, max. So I'm... I feel like I'm even suppressing him a little bit. So, yeah, I got him at 172. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of good players, so I'm trying to keep that in mind as I'm going through this. It's just it's tough, but It is. I'm definitely the overly optimistic one on this episode. 
Um, okay, next up we got Logan O'Hoppy, uh, 23 ADP of 252. He's only played 19 games, and he's hit 246 with five homers as of a few days ago. Um, I have him at 195. Uh, he moves up, as some remember, his hot start, but I really think this one could, is, of all the guys, this one uh, on this episode, this one could really swing the most over the next 40 games. Because if he's cold, his year-long stats don't look good at all. But as there's more time ahead than what he how, what he's actually played so far, so I'm taking a stab here and I'm saying 195. But you know, I feel like this could swing. Yeah, I've got him at 254. I kind of thought, or I kind of feel like he'll be right at that last C1. First C two like fourteen, fifteen, sixteenth catcher off the board somewhere in there, uh, which was right around that range last season. Um, yeah, I think I think he's pretty solid catcher, like a guy that if you wait on wait on catchers, it I wouldn't hate uh, wouldn't hate grabbing him. He was two eighty five in main events last year, so I think he'll move up a little from that, but not a ton. I uh took him in almost every draft and hold this offseason and yeah if he's around 252 again this year like he was on the nfbc adp throughout the offseason yeah I'll, I'll be all over that price okay uh oakland we got zach uh, here's another one i don't know how to pronounce um Gilof? that's my stab i think it's jelloff but i'm not positive on that one zach g with the Oakland yeah, A's. Zach G, yeah. <laughs> ADP of 748, which I think that's the second guy I've said with a 748 ADP, so basically undrafted. 33 games, he's at 305 with nine homers and eight steals. And before I say anything, I don't think I've told you this, but I cut this guy in a dynasty league earlier this year. I saw a guy who I didn't think had much eye-popping power or speed playing in a terrible organization, striking out a lot, terrible park. And all I got to say about that is, oops. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's tough. My big misstep. I mean, at the time, he was like uh, ranked around 140, 150, mid-hundreds on like prospect lists I was looking at. And, you know, it's a 20 pros- like I, twenty players, and I just I didn't see the upside there. And, man, he has been good. Um I'm going to say 140 with a he's got a good hard hit rate, good exit velocities, good power and speed numbers. Batting average is looking good, so 140 is my pick and I could actually see myself being in on him. Now, I've been overly optimistic with everybody, so where in the 200s do you have Wow. Him? Wow. <laughs> you realize there Everybody's going early. You can't take 151 players in the top 150. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I've got him at uh, 232. Okay. And I I don't know. I feel like that's aggressive. Or I thought it was. But, um, yeah, that's about looking at last year, like the 23rd, 24th, second baseman off the board. Um, I just think with with Oakland, like the context with Oakland – it's going to push him down some, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a strong feel for him because he's come on so hot and I just can't imagine 
smart people, like really just moving him way, way, way up, especially given the team around him and stuff. So, yeah, I think I think he's going to stick beyond pick 200, but I don't know. We'll see. We will see. All right, well, that's 15 guys there, and it is time for our bonus, which is Jackson Holiday. And um, let's see, I think you'll be going first, but um, just reading about him real quick. Uh, um, you know, he was the number two first-year player draft pick in a lot of drafts this last year. I mean, it seemed like it was Dylan Cruz, or I'm sorry, Drew Jones going first. And in most in a lot of drafts I should say and uh, every single person that took Drew Jones right now is regretting it because Jackson Holiday has moved through three stops from low A to double A this year and in 97 games he has 10 home runs 21 steals hit 300 plus in each stop walking a ton not striking out much and yeah I mean on most lists he's the number one prospect right now and you get to go first where do you have him So I kind of did with this similar to what I did with Cheerio, kind of thinking about all the outcomes. But I think it'll be right about pick 100. That's where I – that's kind of what I wrote down with a range of like 75 to 175 depending on – how loud it is in terms of him being in the majors right away. I actually don't really think he'll be 175 almost no matter what, because I think even if he's not up this year, which I still think there's a chance he is, but if he's not, I think it'll be pretty clear that he's going to be up. If not immediately like opening day uh, sometime by like a couple weeks into the season or something. So yeah, if I have to peg a number right now, I'll say 100 just because I think that's kind of safe, but it could definitely be higher than that depending on the obvious helium that he'll get and stuff like that. So. We switched roles. <laughs> My number's much lower. And maybe I I I mean you can't ha- you can't have him below where you had Churio. Uh, where did I have Churio? I don't even remember. Let's see. Uh, I'm. I. I mean, I I'm said pulling up my notes right now. Oh, you said one sixty five. One sixty. Yeah, I have him below Churio. I just. I don't wow. know. I feel like Chur. I think the path for Churio. I feel a little more confident that he's going to be up soon, as compared to. I just don't. I don't know if I'm as confident with that with Holiday, just because of the organization, and with how many guys they have. I. I put him at two forty seven. I will make a board bet. We need to make a bet on this because I would abs- first. Yes. All right, I'll take you up on that. This will be our first bet. I I don't know if this some will kind be, of bet. Like yeah. we'll make the three sixty five bet now, and this is like uh, we'll count this for next year because we ain't make we haven't made any this year. But I, right, I'll take you up on that in terms of which one comes up first. Churio, okay. Churio first first holiday. major yeah. I do think I'm in the minority with thinking that. But, um, yeah, I, I just I don't know if Baltimore's going to rush them. They've taken their time with a lot of other prospects. They're so freaking loaded. I know it's Jackson Holiday, the number one prospect, and a lot of times you make room, but I honestly don't think we see him till like, May next year. And 
Maybe I'll be, yeah. maybe I'll be wrong. I but... mean, it's, it's possible, I suppose. Yeah. And I mean, any, really anything with these guys, it, it's possible. I just, I would be surprised if he came up after Churio personally. Yeah. And I think he'll, I mean, maybe I'll be wrong, but I think Churio is going to have more buzz in the preseason about making the roster than Jackson holiday. Maybe I'll regret this and be wrong. He's just been un, like both of them are incredible, but I just I see Milwaukee. Yeah, I could see. I just feel like they're not as loaded, and I think that it'll be easier for them to find him a slot. Yeah, I wanted to kind of mention him. I mean, obviously we teased it last show, but it's pretty much the best two prospects in baseball right now. Yeah. So I felt like we kind of had to mention them and just kind of play that game because they're going to go. They're going to be aggressively drafted in in redraft leagues next season. So I think thought it was just good to mention. Who would you rather take first? Like right now, do, do you have one that you'd probably rather have? I guess since you're I mean, I just I first. think it's I just think it's clear that Holiday is a little bit more advanced. Like I just think he's more likely to hit the ground running in the majors. I can agree than with Chur- that. than Churio. So I, I mean, I don't even really think it's that close. I mean, obviously with prospects, anything could happen, you know, one can struggle, one may not, but yeah, I'm like for next season, at least as of right now, I'm all day taking holiday over Cheerio and not even necessarily, you know, the whole like who debuts first thing, you could be right. I mean, it could be. Churio, because there's a lot of guessing when it comes to that. But I just think it's more likely that Jackson Holiday has major impact right away than Churio does. Like, I think it's more likely that if one of them's going to struggle, it's going to be Churio. But I don't know. Maybe I'll be wrong. I agree with that. But my counter will be if one of them is a first round pick in twenty twenty five, I would think it'd be more likely to be Churio. I don't know if you'll agree with me with that. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it. I just, I mean, the the tools I think are louder with him, with the power speed, and that's why I say it. I'm, I don't know. Again, I do agree with you that Holiday's the better hitter. It's a it's a. I think it's a fun debate between them because I do think Holiday is a such a good hitter, but well, at least we were able to disagree on some stuff here because I thought we'd agreed so much on the last one and we're yeah, so close. Definitely. We at least were much different in numbers. All right. Um. Any any final words here? Anything else you want to toss out there before we get out of here? No, I don't think so. I was it's funny. I came up with these lists and I was just setting lineups earlier today and I was like, oh, we should have used that guy and we should have used that guy. We should have <laughs> used that. There's a bunch of guys we could have talked about for this, but I kind of wanted to just bring up guys that I feel like one, we haven't talked about a lot and or guys whose value changed a lot. So. Yeah, this was a. I feel, cool, like, feel like we accomplished that for the most part. This was a fun game, and yeah, this is. I think this is going to be one of our staples in terms of things we do year after year because this is a this is a great practice to have. And I somebody messaged me. It's like I hope you guys are writing down these names. Like I've got mine, and I'm sure you've got yours written down somewhere. 
He's like, that'd be fun to circle back and actually, even if it's just in the group, see where you guys landed compared to what or where the ADP landed and where you guys had them at. And I do agree. I, that's something I, I need to get your list of where you got them so we can actually uh, so I have it written down somewhere. So just to circle back because this is a fun yeah. practice. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's a good time of year to do it because if we waited too much longer, like we're close enough to the end of the season where I think you can kind of forecast stuff a little bit. But if we waited too much longer, there would be there would be some draft data, I think. Yes. I mean, there's already I already saw a draft for next year. Did you um, this past this past week? So, yeah. And in the grand scheme of things, what we're doing is pretty meaningless. <laughs> like it's going to be what it is, but it gives us an excuse yeah. to talk about players, and that really is the fun. Right? Part about yeah, it. we're just talking about yeah, just talking about players. That was kind of the main goal, and just you know, seeing, thinking about. I'm always kind of just thinking about what's to come, and curious, you know, when these drafts hit, how they'll be unfolding. So, yep, a very fun practice, and we'll be back soon, and we'll talk about more players talk about more things we're planning on being here each week all through hopefully all the way through the offseason we haven't really gotten into that um but andrew and i have found a pretty good rhythm recording here on friday nights each week and we'll keep working on coming up with stuff to talk about and and we'll be back so thank you guys for listening and until next time take care everybody yeah take care guys Thanks again for listening to the Baseball 365 podcast with Justin Hughes and Andrew McQuiston. Be sure to check the show notes for all the details on today's episode, along with quick links to Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question, a comment, or a suggestion, we would love to hear from you. You can find us at the Baseball 365 Facebook group or send an email to us, baseball365pod at gmail.com. And if you like the show, take a moment, rate us on iTunes. And once again, please join the Baseball 365 community on Facebook. That's where baseball lives 365 days a year. 